When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning to your fanatical pregame show. I'm John. Ending. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and this is wow. Steve Gill. Yeah, you like that? Kind of very, very abrupt for a good morning. Oh, to that'll you. get your uh, that'll get your uh, blood running early in the morning. Let's go. Are live here on the Fanatical Elves Network. We are talking about the Cleveland Browns and the Arizona Cardinals game time one o'clock this afternoon down at Cleveland Browns Stadium. We can't wait. We're pumped. We're ready to see the Browns uh, take care of those Cardinals who are flying in here to uh, the state of Ohio. You know, the Cardinal is the, uh, what, aren't they the, aren't we the uh, state bird, right? The Cardinal, right, of Ohio, I think. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know the state bird of Tennessee is the Mockingbird. Ah, so. uh, okay. Well, And let's... we have numerous state trees, which I don't understand. But that's okay. New, numerous, more than one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, they just they just can't make up their mind down there in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Well, then also we have a, a lot of uh, native <laughs> plants here, uh, like nine thousand species of native plants to Tennessee. Wow. I know this because my wife is a certified horticulturalist. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. W- well, so the brownies um, have a big game. They got Deshaun Watson. Returning, what are your initial thoughts about Deshaun in today's game? Uh, well, everybody's going to be watching the uh, right shoulder of the $230 million man. <laughs> um, hopefully, Kevin Stefanski will um, keep it simple like he's done with P.J. Walker. Yes. Um, looking at the Cardinals' defense, I think the screen game can really flourish like it did in Seattle. and. Like to see some little short passes. Uh, we'll see more, according to a friend of mine who's in the know. We're going to okay. see more of Pierre Strong, uh, both on special teams and in the game, which is good. Love it. Mm. Love it. I love him as a player. Um, Elijah Moore wants to be more involved. He, so who knows if he's going to return punts or if the new guy called up off the press practice squad will be returning punts uh, right Porsche, Poucher, I can't I don't know yeah. how to pronounce the name I haven't heard it yet 
Right. And good not, more good news. Uh, nobody was, no offensive lineman was promoted from the practice squad yesterday. So that means Wills and Jones are a go. So Jones is a go. Wills yep. is a go. I'm I'm more I'm I'm happier about Jones being a go. I was concerned. I mean, I, I like having that giant on the right side of, of our line. But well, um, over the last yeah. three weeks, Wills has played a ton better since the bye week. I think they sat him down and said, Look, you know, you, you've got I to like play that. better. And he's concentrating a lot more. He uh he'll give up an occasional, you know. Well, just to goof, see his but... enthusiasm in that win against the Colts the other day, you know. He was genuinely exactly. excited. Speaking of emotion, exactly. did you see? Did speaking of emotions, did you see? I, I don't know how to take this in the uh, not a Cleveland Browns uh, topic here, but Caleb Williams last night they had a great game between USC and Washington, and I know like at the end of the game there was uh, some press uh, video of him jumping into the stands with his family, and he basically kind of broke down in, in tears, and uh, yeah. it was rough. It's rough to watch, and it's it's always interesting. You know, we talked about social media the other day and how how it's affected everything about our lives. And here's yeah. another example of where half the country says, oh, he's, he's, he's a wimp. You know, he, he does emotional. He can't handle, he won't be able to handle the NFL. But then the other half is like con condoling, uh, uh, you know, con consoling the kid. And, you know, it's well, tough, man. When, when you're in the spotlight. He has a, a passion for the game and he wants to win. See, and that's the thing. And I, I agree with that take. And I, it's just funny how we, everything is so like put out there now and there's yeah i know yeah you know, all these things that we talked about earlier in another show and how people and how athletes you know i think about my own my own daughter mariah who used to play you know uh college basketball at at buffalo and and the strain and the stressors of being in those games and in those big moments and you know, uh, not wanting to show emotion during the game, but then just having hard, hard times, you know, it, it, things like that happen to a lot of athletes. Caleb Williams is not the first kid that has gone over to their parents. It's just the fact that he, it was highlighted on everybody had a video camera <laughs> saw it. So, yeah, I know he can't anyway. help it. If uh, USC's defense stinks. No. So, so uh, back to the game here with the Brownies, you know, they're 11 and a half point favorites. Wow. Half, not, not, one, not two, 11 and a half point favorites. And, it was I, and a half yesterday, wasn't it? I, wow. it, went up, it went up a point. Um, maybe, Holy cow. Maybe it was because we got the extra hour of sleep. You know, somebody in Vegas, you know, said, let's up and went boom. Another yeah. point. I don't know. I, you know, the Browns have had two pretty good uh, convincing blowout wins, one against Cincinnati, one against Tennessee, that they they were in control. And so I could see them winning by 11 and a half. But it just makes me a little nervous considering everything. Uh, where do me you too. where do you sit with that? Yeah, you, you're a little well, nervous. Um, the, the, the thing about the Cardinals is um, their defense. Um, they're eighth in the league in sacks, fourth in the league in tackle for a loss. Eleven players have at least one sack, mm -hmm. and five players have career highs in sacks. Mm. So they do. They do. Uh, they usually uh, bring three, drop eight, because their okay. secondary sucks. Okay. Uh, but they don't blitz much. But when they do, it's a full blitz. Yeah. So that's the only thing that concerns me. As for their secondary, right. uh, they they allow 101 quarterback rating against tight ends, 104 against wide receivers, and 106 as a whole. So okay. that's not very good. Right. Uh, so 
if Kevin Stefanski keeps that short passing game, be a little patient, then maybe something will open up in the second half where you can really do what, like they did against Tennessee, that last touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. They right. set that up perfect. So Right. Well, so I that's think the only thing that really concerns me is, is take advantage of them when they blitz. That's it. Sam, Sam talked a little bit about um, in his podcast, the Browns breakdowns. He reminded everybody that the Cardinals did beat the Dallas Cowboys in Arizona. That is their lone win. And that the Cowboys yeah. are, are, are a pretty good team. Um, and maybe well, that's back when that's back when they had James Conner and Ertz, the tight end. Both of those guys are on IR and they're yes. second uh, running back who ran up 125 yards against Baltimore. He didn't practice all week. So they're exactly. on their third string running back right. and a rookie quarterback. Right, right. So, well, we'll see. I, I think let's um, see what the pressure does. Getting the Browns off to a, a better start, especially defensively, not allowing the other team like Seattle scored 14 points quickly in the game. Uh, not giving the the Cardinals in this game that opportunity. I, I mean, I could see it happening, though. I could see them scoring a quick touchdown, and it makes me nervous, but I think the Browns could can regroup. We've seen it time and time again this year. But it, um, I think it's going to be more like the Cincinnati and Tennessee game. Uh, okay. They were pretty much on Tannehill and uh, um, Joe Burrow pretty quick. Uh, so – I Do think that's see, more yeah. of the scenario. Um, I don't know if they're going to get a lot of sacks. Uh, I, I do expect a lot of pressure. Got to hit the quarterback. That's the thing I in was, Seattle. They hardly ever hit Geno Smith. All you got to do well, is hit him a couple of times. I, I wondered. Yeah, and I wondered about that because I thought going into that Seattle game the, that the offensive line for Seattle was not as. It was. Um, yes. Yeah, and it and they <laughs> but they really, really did a good job of protecting. uh Geno Smith and they that, pressured him, but they yeah. didn't hit him. Got to hit him, right? Legally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so your um your your take on Pierre Strong? I wrote a little bit about him in a couple articles. I wrote. I know you wrote about uh, some things in Cleveland Sports Talk. I wrote an article yesterday for them, also Northeast uh, Ohio Sports Insiders. I wrote about the defense, especially in crunch time, and how they've faltered uh, down down the line here. Um, Let's, but let's go back to Pierre Strong here. Pierre Strong had a really nice uh, effort game yes, the other week, 10 carries, 41 yards, and then he also caught yeah. a screen for 41 yards. And you and I have talked about this endlessly since the beginning of, or since we picked him up. He's a, he's a very good back. He's got great size. I like his height. I like his, you know, his, his uh, ability to – he he's got a quickness about him that is, is uh, different. And, and I think that the Browns are smart to be exploding him or exploiting his, his exploding. No, explode. No, I, <laughs> oh, it's that extra hour of sleep. Okay. Yeah. What, we'll blame what, it do you, on that. what do you think? What do you think about Pierre strong? I love him. I've loved him ever since they signed him. Um, he's got great quickness, got great vision. I think all three of their running backs are completely different. I mean, you got hunt mm -hmm. who, again, is playing like he did two years ago. He can yeah. run between the tackles. Uh, you've got Ford, who can also hit the edge, but not as quick as Strong. Strong yeah. is the perfect back to run a screen, just like David Njoku is the perfect mm. tight end to run a screen. See, now, but so, you mentioned, let me, you mentioned the tight ends being uh, that the Cardinals have done a good job of, 
of guarding against well, the Well, I went end. back and looked at yeah. the QBR. They allow 106 quarterback – no, 100 and, uh, 101 quarterback rating against tight ends. Mm, so okay. they don't do that well against tight ends because basically they leave the middle of the field kind of open. Okay. So, so hopefully the Browns can exploit that, you know. Well, I have, mentioned uh, the idea – Joku and Moore kind of float out in the middle of the field. I mentioned in my article too that based on what you had said earlier, I thought maybe the you know the use of our wide receivers. We only have had one, like you said, scoring touchdown, Amari Cooper. Um, and That's amazing. The other startling fact, the, the the statistic on a on a overall team stat, which has blew my mind last night and yesterday when I was researching this, is that and you mentioned it, I think, on one of your shows, the Browns now have are lead the league in turnovers, 17, 17 giveaways in 2020. When they went to the playoffs, they only gave up 16 all season. And this year we've given up 17 and through seven games that has to get corrected. They're minus 10, I think in the uh, turnover Uh, ratio. Yeah. And I mean, we're dead second to dead last (laughs) on that area. So that area really, and considering we still have half the season to go, that's where I panic as a Browns fan. I'm like, if they don't get that part of the game corrected, like pronto, we are in trouble. I agree. Um, let's hope Deshaun Watson um, holds on to the ball. Uh, you know, um, he does run into sacks. He does try to let his athletic Billy get him out of jams. Mm-hmm. But if he maintains, uh, you know, if he stays with the game plan, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. As long as he can throw the ball 50 yards. We'll find out pretty quick <laughs> if he's like he did against the Colts. He was wasn't passing the ball. He was pushing the ball. I'm he's interest- trying to push the yeah. ball to the wide receivers. We'll find I'm out anxious- pretty quick. Well, I'm I'm anxious to see how this whole crowd at the stadium reacts. I'll be down there here in a few hours. Care. Well, I know you don't care, but I'll be anxious <laughs> to see how that affects I mean, it shouldn't affect the players. The players are focused. They're professionals. I get all that. But based on where we are with Deshaun, I'm, I'm hoping he has a great game. And I, I think that every every Browns fan has is, is, is got their fingers crossed and is is looking forward to seeing a great game. Um, they're, we're coming in. I agree. Playing against a team that's one, in, one win, seven losses, except that win did come against the Dallas Cowboys. Any given Sunday, any team can win in the NFL. We've learned that a lot, especially this year. It seems like, you know, everybody from the Buffalo Bills to the Kansas City Chiefs, everyone is right there. I mean, the Chiefs got beat uh, a week ago by the Denver Broncos, who we thought were going to lose every game the rest of the season for the remaining, you know, every for the rest. And uh, now uh, nobody the Chief- thought the Browns were going to beat San Francisco when they came in. To exactly. Clean. And now Especially after 49ers- that Baltimore game, everybody was going, Oh, yikes. exactly. And that, and so now we see the 49ers are falling flat in their face and just, everything is just bizarre. The Bengals are starting to uh, get a run on us. Um, that's, that's a, that'll be a big thing to see how that is, uh, takes hold in, in the AFC North. We've got yep. the Browns with two huge games against the Ravens and the Steelers uh, the next two weeks, which I hope that, you know, obviously we're all hoping for the win. If they if they come away with a loss today here in Cleveland, the Brownies do, that's going to be ginormously even more important. It is against the divisional foes in the AFC North, so those those games matter a lot. How, where do you see the next three weeks? How, 
what would you consider being a good a good um, scenario for the Browns over the next three weeks, including today? Three and oh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see how uh, Seattle survived. Uh, I mean, Baltimore so- survives playing Seattle today. Are they out uh, there again? Or no, they no, they're uh, they're in Baltimore, but they're hosting mm. Seattle. So let's see okay. how they do. And then Cincinnati's hosting Buffalo tonight. Mm. So okay, of the three games this weekend, the Browns should have an easier go of it. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So um, yeah, if they can if they can get a good convincing win this week, uh, Watson looks good. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to throw for eighty one percent completion like you get in Tennessee. I'd take anything in the high sixties. Right. If he does that, then they should come out and, and uh, beat the Cardinals pretty handily, and that'll set yeah. up a great showdown in Baltimore next Sunday. Mm. Yeah, look, I think all Browns fans are, I mean, we're always optimistic. We're looking forward to the the, the next week. We, we're hoping for a victory Monday tomorrow. If we do get a victory Monday, it'll be uh, everyone will be sky high. Uh, Steve, you'll be bringing your Dog Pound South show. Uh, tomorrow to review what's happened today. We'll hopefully, uh, depending on the circumstances today, we're, we'll we'll probably try to get some sort of uh, post game show out this this evening. I will be up at the game, and I think um, so. We'll we'll so stay tuned for that if you're following us here on the Fanatical Els <laughs> Network. Um, but Steve will have his show. We'll have all the additional shows. I know uh, the Village uh, Elliot is now uh, bringing his the Oracle Speaks um, editions. <laughs> Uh, so he's got a lot of things to say and, um, so tune in for that. Um, As we say in the South, Elliot's a hoot. <laughs> Elliot is a hoot. Yes, he is. Um, Steve, thanks again. Final thoughts on, before we let you go. Uh, just looking forward to seeing how this offense works, uh, with a, a quarterback who hasn't played since week three. So Absolutely. That's, that's my big curious. And also, uh, how fired up defense comes out. Well, the weather is going to be very, very, uh, I saw good today. It's going to be 50, 55, probably sun. Um, you know, I think it should be a really good, good day for some football. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of wind. So we'll just wait and see. I am wearing my layers though, because it does get a little chilly down there along the lake. So take care, Steve, go Browns. And hopefully the Browns come away with a big wind later on today between the Browns and the Cardinals. Go Browns. And thanks for joining us here on the Fanatical Elves Network. Talk to you next time. Go Browns.